0: I am 99.99% certain that the footage was faked on the moon landings. It was the first mass media psyop. It was the first time they used TV in a mass way to convince the public of something. I believe that aliens are here. I believe they've always been here. I believe that there's something going on in our history that we are not being told about. I think the UFOs are absolutely integral to who we are as a species being on this particular planet. I question my origins and the origins of everything on here and everything in the universe because it's actually mind-boggling.
1: Welcome to the Staying Free Podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Darren Denslow, Many of you will know Darren from Twitter, where he used to be called Darren of Plymouth, which I believe that account is actually back online now, but more recently he's been using the account Wolfsned. He's the host of the Digging Deeper show on TNT and very well known in the freedom movement in the UK. I've been connected with Darren for a long time on Twitter, back when he had his Darren of Plymouth account. And then I came across a really great interview that he'd done with Rick Munn, talking about revelation, prophecy, and all that good stuff. And I definitely recommend checking out that podcast interview, by the way. And then of course, Darren had his TNT show, Digging Deeper, which he's still doing every Sunday. And I was a guest on that show at the beginning of the year. So I'll try to remember to put a link to that in the show notes as well. I've got a huge amount of respect for Darren for really being a great example of someone in the freedom movement who speaks their mind, even when it's not popular but always seems to embody a positive energy as well. Apologies that I was pretty ill during this conversation, so I wasn't really in my best form. So thanks to Darren for sticking with me on this one. I didn't really have anything specific to talk to Darren about. I just wanted to kind of have a general overview and just talk generally about the events in the world. And we ended up going down a number of different conspiracy rabbit holes. So I have fun talking to Darren and I hope you enjoy the conversation as well. If you enjoyed the episode, please give it a like and a share on social media. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, make sure you give it a five-star rating in whichever podcast app you're using. If you're new here, then welcome. Give the podcast a subscribe for future episodes. If you wanna donate to the podcast, you can do that in three ways. The first is via Bitcoin tips. That's both on-chain and via the Lightning Network. Just check the description for those. You can also buy me a coffee, which is also in the description. And the third way is that you can listen on Fountain, which allows you to stream SATs as you listen to the podcast. Please do consider donating guys. I'm putting a lot of work into these episodes to try and bring you interesting conversations and all donations will go directly towards the costs of running the show. All right, on to the episode. welcome to the to the podcast um it's uh it's awesome to 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 have you on i mean i've obviously been on your on your show on tnt and uh, we had a great conversation there so i'm looking forward to getting into part two with you today darren
0: yeah cool uh yeah and I, I really appreciate you uh asking me to come and join you all the way over I- in mexico uh i love the fact that we can talk to people uh anywhere i you know i spend my days talking to somebody in i mean today I, every day i speak to somebody in the donbass in the ukraine you know which is uh you know for me you think god how the world has changed just in the last 10 years that so that's you know i can be talking to somebody who's in a in a conflict zone and yeah uh, yeah so it's, it's great to be here mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as I said to you before, before we started recording, I need to mention before I go into this, my voice is pretty ruined at the moment. I'm a little sick after the weekend, so uh, apologies for my my voice being a bit all over the place. If you hear some uh, kind of uh, screeching and (laughs) the various noises, then uh, it's just because my vocal cords are a little bit ruined. Um, You, you got a husky thing going on. Yeah, it's, you know what? Like, I don't mind the, um, I don't mind the deepness. The deepness I'm okay with. It's just when it that kind works. of, you know, goes like very high pitched all of a sudden, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which, which <laughs> happens occasionally, but, uh, let, let's hope for the best. Um, so, so Darren, yeah, um, when you, when you mentioned it to me in the, in the, um, chat that we were having about coming on the episode, well, there's a couple of things that, that I wanted to kind of, kind of pick up on, but, um, one of them that you said was that, Right now, you said, you think there's something big in the making right now uh, on the global scene, so I definitely want to get into all that stuff and kind of go deep dive in conspiracies. But first of all, I just want to kind of paint the picture as to you know yourself, because I've only really known you since the kind of post-COVID era. Uh, you know I, I knew that you kind of had a very popular Twitter account, Darren of Plymouth, which I think ended up being uh, pulled, didn't it? Didn't you get banned on that account?.
0: It's back, but they've oh, given back. me a wreckage. Yeah, they've given me... I, I got an email about uh, oh, probably about four or five weeks ago, and it says, as part of the Twitter uns- unsuspension program, I don't even know if unsuspension's a word, but a part of the unsuspension program, uh, we've given you your Twitter account back, and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. And you don't mind if I swear, do you? No, at all okay i was like "Ah, this is fucking great and uh, i'll try not to swear too much and uh, i got my account back Uh, all the followers came back i was like oh i'm back everyone started following me so i got about you know another five thousand followers i was like "Ah, this is great Uh, and but i realized that when i was tweeting stuff i was getting no engagement no retweets no nothing so uh, they're giving me it back but it's definitely there's something wrong with that account so i don't use it well, I, I, I'm still. I feel satisfied that I, I've been giving it back in the first place, and hopefully, it'll work again
1: in yeah. the future. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a win. That's a win. It's good to see people getting there. Yeah. It's good to see like a lot Lots more of people, people getting have- their accounts back. Initially, when it was just uh, you know the kind of Robert Malones and some of these people, yeah. I was skeptical as to whether you know the. the I guess that the, the less famous people will be getting their accounts back, but it sounds like that's happening. So that's, that is good to see. You got, you know, I know that there is this whole thing with the, with, you know, a lot of people don't trust Elon Musk and I would probably put myself in that camp as well. Um, but I think you have to take the wins where, you know, where you see them. And, you know, I do think that Twitter has turned things around quite a lot, you know, giving people accounts back. It generally feels like a, a free speech platform again, at least for now. Um, so, you know, we should take the small victories where they are.
0: Yeah. But I've just come off a suspension about, about, uh, I don't know, just over a week ago. Oh, I yeah. came off a one week suspension. Uh, so you can say whatever you like about COVID. Yeah. Whatever you like. Oh, it's uh, an experimental gene therapy. That used to get me shut down every time. As soon as I said that bank account gone. And I'm like, Oh God, why did I say that? Now you can say that you can say anything you like about COVID. Say something even slightly derogatory about illegal immigration in the uk and the problems that that we're experiencing in this country right now there's protests people getting really really upset about all the the migrants that are in four-star hotels everywhere and, and turning up in dinghies uh by the thousands every week if you call them criminals Lainey Dowding, an account you may be aware of uh, in the UK, uh, she got suspended for a week for calling illegal immigrants criminals. So there is still some sort of censorship and there are still some problems on the platform. But I think there might be ghosts in the machine and some uh, uh, some employees that Elon has yet to sack. Um, that may be still causing a problem with uh, that platform.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But you know, it's definitely moving in in a positive direction. And, you know, unlike yeah, these other um social media platforms, I mean, in particular, I just think that YouTube is now just completely burying themselves. You know, the amount of censorship that you have on that platform just seems like YouTube is happy to just essentially kind of obsolete their own company in the pursuit of rampant censorship i just don't think there's any coming back from it from that but obviously you know with twitter they seem to have kind of recognized you know if we if we allow censorship to to take place here people are going to go over to get people are going to go over to gab whatever it is um so you know i think it is kind of logical business sense and you know if nothing else you'd expect someone like elon musk to, to have the logical business sense to recognize that so you know i i hope he's a I hope he's a good good guy but uh i think like you know like we said when i came on your show i think we were kind of in, in, in agreement about this like elon musk He's doing some good things. Yes, he's got some of this kind of transhumanism stuff going on with like Neuralink and everything. But I, I think that like you can't necessarily write off uh, someone as big as him. Just you don't want to just kind of nonchalantly say, oh, well, you know, he's probably just uh, just a shill or he's probably just a, you know part of the deep state or whatever. I think that like... Yeah. You know, if if you can get an ally like that on your side, even if it's potential, you still got to be be skeptical of them. But if that if he, if he's a potential ally, at least on the free speech thing, you know, we should celebrate that. I think.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, all the thing. My personal opinion. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I've never met Elon Musk. You know, I've not been quite fortunate enough. So I have no idea. Do you trust him? We don't trust him. I have no idea. I got to sit on the fence. I don't have the knowledge, or you know, I've never met the guy. Um, but my impression of Elon Musk is that he's been red pilled. Uh, he's definitely seems to be a bulwark against all the woke nonsense, the woke mind virus, as he calls it. He's got a daughter that's transitioned, so or is it a son that's trans? I, I, I don't know. I get so confused with it all. Yeah, uh, but I've heard, it, it, I've she's heard disowned about this. But- he, so he's got beef in this. He's got he's got um mm. skin in the argument with the woke stuff because it's on his. It's not just on his doorstep. It's in his house. Uh, And I know people go, oh, he's got 10 kids and he doesn't care about his kids and all the rest of it. One of them has disowned him because she's become or he's become part of the cult, as he would call it. Um, So, you know, in that respect, he has to be considered an ally. Does he want to stick brain chips in everyone, uh, in the future? In the future, we're we going to wish we had a time machine to kill the good boy in the past, the good guy in the past, because he turned into a bad guy and we didn't know. Who knows? But, um, right now, we've got to take all our victories when we can. And the shill argument, I think, is one of the biggest problems we've got in the freedom movement, if you want to call it that um because everybody's accusing everybody of being a shill, controlled opporti- uh, uh, controlled opposition yeah. right down at my, right down to my level you know right you know so i'm getting those accusations if i don't say the right thing on social media i must uh-huh. be a controlled uh, uh, you know part of the 77th brigade or something along those lines so just go yeah, show the lack the, of trust that everyone has. The way I
1: always look at this is like, I think as some people, they they have their idea on on how everything's happening and they're kind of like purist on that. And anyone who deviates, it's almost like, no, you have to agree that this person's evil, that person's evil. You know, for instance, like Robert Malone, he's another character who it's like, yeah. some people think, well, he's a good guy. I've heard people who also don't trust him at all. Um, you know, and uh, I think that we, you can still stay on the same side. I think the important thing is not to assume that anyone who disagrees with you on those those issues as long as we have the same kind of fundamental ideas about you know freedom whether that's freedom of speech you know freedom of bodily autonomy etc we have these core values and i think that we still have to respect that not everyone's going to agree on every every single topic you know even like with the climate change is a good example of this It's, it's kind of like for me it I, I'm kind of undecided on it. You know, I I think there's 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 I've seen strong arguments in favor that it's happening. I also have become much more skeptical recently. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like you know I'm still against you know some kind of climate tyranny, climate lockdowns. You know, as long as we agree on those fundamental things, I think that that's the, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just a, the taking of freedoms, isn't it? I mean, it's something that we could all unit, unite behind, and it's the same with, like, the economic side of things, how they're crushing us financially, we can all unite on that, and we should be punching up, not punching across, and right now, all I see is lots of people all punching across, while the people at the top uh, are running riot and carrying on with their plans, maybe sowing further division in, in, in the movement that's in opposition to them, uh, and we're not achieving that now, we're we've sort of come to a, a place where um, we really need to push on with our movement uh, maybe we should be getting into the streets we've got the stuff going on in ukraine i don't see why we're not seeing more people in the streets about that uh, and letting the establishment know that we don't want them to carry on with their plans but we're we are still very much uh, very busy fighting amongst each other about things that don't necessarily matter that much
1: yeah yeah I, like I, I elon agree with musk that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I started this whole thing by saying, I wanted to go a bit into your backstory and we, we kind of went on. We've already started on the, on the, on the tangent. So, uh, I'll try to, uh, to just kind of That's loop back cautious. around to what I was saying before, which was, well, we, yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of knew it'd be like this. I thought that we would, uh, you know, we'd be like really eager to just kind of get into, into the meat of it. But I just want to get a bit of background about yourself, Mike, you know, for, I guess for for my listeners interest but also for my own interest I don't know kind of too much about your life before coming you know kind of coming to fame as a as a, as a prominent person speaking out in the post covid era. So what was that what what's uh, what's yeah, it been I like? Mean, for you I mean I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't say that I've got any fame. Uh, I'm sort of mediocrely uh people are aware of me, you know, very lightly. But before before social media, before covid uh, I, I used to be, I used to work in the dot yard. I used to work on the nuclear bombers, the submarines. I was a, a procurement guy, uh, a nuclear spare specialist. Uh, I've worked in local authorities and in contracting teams and, 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 procurement teams. Uh, and, but, uh, I was also a very heavy drinker. And so I was an alcoholic, severe alcoholic for a good 20 years of my life. Um, I decided to go back to university in the hope that I could find some some salvation, some recovery. And I studied chemistry. It took me five years, but I eventually got a first-class degree in chemistry. Uh, and I also stopped drinking. That was in 2016. So really, my life before then is almost meaningless. I was one of the zombies consumed by whatever my needs were, alcohol, money, women, whatever, and, and working. Uh, and it's, I became a teacher uh, once I got my chemistry degree. Um, I fell out with uh, the teaching just prior to the pandemic on the trans issue. I had biologists telling me that there was a you know hundred plus sexes or genders, uh, and I was saying there was only two. So I was an extremist. I was also a Brexiteer, and I'd become quite a prominent Brexiteer through my social media on Twitter during 2019 uh, and 2018 prior to it, as as all the chaos, the chaos that we've always experienced in, in UK politics. Uh, so I was a racist, uh, I was a bigot, uh, I was an extremist for not thinking into biological sexes. Uh, I took my, um, or threatened to take my employer to court, so uh, I, I lost my job, but I got some money just as the pandemic started, and then uh, I started speaking out about that. And a couple of years later, I find myself with... Uh, um a, a job on TNT and and in a way I think I've been rewarded for some karma for my speaking out over the last three years because during that period I lost everything my social relationships my my wealth my girlfriend uh, I was demonized in the in the in the local media um, because because I was a COVID denier, so I'm Plymouth's biggest COVID denier. Um, yeah, and now I've got this opportunity to speak out on a much larger platform uh, on TNT Radio, which has been going great. I've been doing that for about six, uh, nearly seven months. Uh, and I get to to do podcast of people like you, Johnny. So and I get to talk about conspiracies for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should say that for awesome. money bit,
0: but, uh, you know, it's my thing. So it's great. <laughs> I'm living the dream.
1: Yeah. That's, that's great though. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I, I love hearing stories like that, you know, people who kind of like to ter- really turn things around for themselves. And, you know, I, I kind of get a sense from you that you, you feel like you've kind of landed on the right path despite everything that's happened before. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really great to see. I think that this, this period has kind of been that for a lot of people. I think it's been a period of, I don't know, it's seemingly a lot of people were, were really ready to, to maybe make some changes in their life and that this offered an, op- offered an opportunity to do that. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel, feel similarly that I guess for me, it was seeing, seeing the world through different eyes, I just kind of, I looked out into the world when everything was happening and they were trying to, you know, force vaccines on people and stuff, just stuff that I never thought would happen. And it made me really kind of reevaluate, okay, just, you know, just trying to fit in, in this world, that's where it gets you. You know, that's where conformity gets you. And actually if you, if you say no, and you kind of like, you know, speak the truth and you, you know, maintain true to your integrity, et cetera, um, it lands you better places in life. I think, uh, I don't know if that's the experience that you've had as well, Darren
0: when i if I were around I don't want to bang on about drinking and alcohol, but I was in a serious way with the alcoholism i was I was in that hospital i was I wasn't expecting to make it unless I stopped and i did um uh, but that for me was a life changing moment it's the biggest lesson that I ever learned. Uh and then if we sort of fast forward to the pandemic i was sort of i think I am able to sort of draw on that experience as an alcoholic uh uh, to really use the whole code of thing as a as, as it's like it's been self discovery for people, hasn't it? People have some people have really discovered who they are and have stood up and have spoken out uh, and have uh, shown themselves to be the human beings amongst all the sort of uh, NPCs, if you want to call it that. Uh, and you know, I'm glad that I didn't. I'm glad I didn't spend the first three weeks of lockdown watching the BBC, mate. That's what I'm, you know, because I could have gone on a different path. Uh, and since, you know, do you and- think
1: do you think you could have it? it sounds like you were <laughs> you were very very primed. I'm not, I, I don't get the impression that you're someone who would have, if you watched, you know, three weeks of BBC, would have would have fallen for it. I kind of think that this, for some people, I just think it it's very very hard to to really get them to to kind of buy into something so obvious.
0: Um, I, I well, I mean, I fell for COVID to start with until it got to the shores in the UK. I pushed oh. videos of the Chinese people falling over. And I was like, ah, yeah, man, look at all the fucking clicks I'm getting. Look at all the retweets. Look at all the impressions. And, uh, and so, you know, and I, and I actually thought it was real and it was something to worry about until it got to Italy and our straws, uh, And then I watched the speech by Johnson, which I watched again last night, unfortunately, uh, for journalistic reasons. Did I re- really start to smell a rat? But at first... Uh, You know, I could have continued, couldn't I? I could have continued pushing it and watched the BBC for three weeks. And I do have an experience of being uh, completely fooled by nonsense by the, the, the TV. When I first sobered up, I started watching CNN and MSNBC, uh, and the Trump-Russiagate stuff. And I liked Trump. I wanted Trump to win. And in 2017, I was doing my dissertation for my chemistry degree, and I spent all my time with that on as I was doing it at a desk, bit similar to, to how I'm sat now. It's almost the same desk, to be fair. Uh, and, and, you know, within a month, I was a fucking... I had TDS, mate. I had full-on TDS for about, you know, 12 months, maybe 18 months, before I woke up to the fact that they were fooling us. Um, so but maybe if I had sat in front of the BBC for three weeks, I may have been uh, fooled just like many, 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 many other people. And I don't doubt that for one second. And, that, you know, that's why we've all got to be really, really vigilant uh, in this Media sphere that we live in, because uh, any one of us can be tricked uh, to think that we couldn't, or that we're primed not to, uh, would be, um, I think, foolish. The propaganda is strong, mate. The propaganda is strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's funny you say that. Actually, I, I believed it as well at first. Um, my, what my kind of first exposure to it was not from watching the news because I'd never really watched the news at all, but it was on Twitter, and a lot of people in the in the Bitcoin community. Well, the Bitcoin community, I guess, was a little split on it at first, but there were some people who were, who were, you know, kind of pretty big in that who I was following. And they were basically saying there is a cover-up going on, but the cover-up is that it's way worse than they're saying it is. And that actually, this is going to kill way more people and it's going to disrupt, yeah. you know, uh, supply chains all over the world. And, you know, everything's going to kind of just go to shit basically. And, um, I was kind of following these people and they were saying, oh, you know, you need to start, start prepping for this. And it was very much this, um, this mindset of like, we need to, we need to deal with this now. We need to start prepping. Things are going to be crazy for years. And, and I really kind of bought into that. And, um, you know, in fairness, those people ended up kind of saying, you know, I was wrong. You know, they, they admit they were wrong. There was no one who I was following at that time now, who doesn't accept what the truth of the matter is. But I kind of went down that. So it was like, the the alternative news that i was taking in was it's way worse and then Same i just started it, it was you know it was after following people like um uh who's the uh the the british uh the chemist the british chemist used to work for pfizer and he used to work oh, for um uh, head of respiratory uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please don't tell I me never, I can't remember. No, his name I do. Or, no, I do this. I do this all the time, Darren. Like whenever I'm on podcasts, <laughs> I, like names escape me that you know should be blatantly obvious. I'm sure all the listeners are like, it's this guy. I've, I've spoken to him <laughs> anyway. as well. I've actually spoken to
0: him. Uh, yeah, and yeah, his name's I completely the fucking gone. Uh, he's <laughs> on my right.
1: Twitter thread somewhere.
0: <laughs> I, we I'm, all I'm know who we know pref- had.
1: Mike Eden. Mike Eden. There you go. There you go. There we go. It was kind of after watching some of his anal- analysis and other people, and I was like, "Yeah, this is you know, there's something off here. There's something off." And you know, by the time it got to kind of April, then when they brought the brought the mass back in in April, um, or was it later than that? I don't know. It was like in the summer they brought mass back, and I was like. This is weird. They just want people to be continuously afraid and and then I kind of started down down my real rabbit hole journey. You know, I'd always been a bit I'd always been definitely conspiracy minded and stuff. You know, 9/11 never made sense to me and stuff, but I never kind of, you know, I never went into everything. And now I'm like, okay, you know, moon landings, like don't start I, on that pretty much. <laughs>
0: Oh, we can. Are you, yeah, are you
1: are you a, a skeptic? Oh, a fucking, shall we say?
0: So, oh, okay. I, I'm almost. I am. I am 99.99% certain. Certain that the footage was faked
1: on the moon land. Ah, okay, but, yeah. but you still think there's a possibility we went there? But the footage itself,
0: they would never have been able to do take the footage or take pictures.
1: So oh, yeah, even, if, no they sense, there, it? even it if they no went there, even if they went there,
0: they would have had to have faked that footage. Even yeah. if they went there because yeah. the minute you get a camera out it's like fuck oh fuck that radiation's yeah. just destroyed the pictures we have taken
1: <laughs> yeah it just it's stuff like that but then i'm like it's just it's almost like so obvious that i'm thinking like am i just applying is actually it's am i just thinking it's it's more obvious than it than it actually is because maybe there is like a technology that you can prevent that i, I don't know it it seems strange to me and i think the biggest one for me on the moon landing thing is just the fact that like we'd never done a mission like that and the idea that you would pull a mission off first time time. you know go there everyone gets brought back again like back to earth you know i mean think about how many tests you have to do for anything like if you if you're like testing a you know a new car motor or this or the other like even just regular things like that the amount of times they have to test and test and test and test hundreds and thousands of times until you actually achieve something and we're talking about the biggest feat in essentially human history and that they pull it off flawlessly first time and return back to earth and they play golf on the moon i mean it it, it's almost so who took
0: that picture who took the picture of him taking the golf swing yeah there were three people on the moon There had to be there's the only way that that picture could have been taken there's a picture of i forget what the astronaut's called and he i think he had a one arm and he did it with one arm as well yeah because the golf thing the golf swing did he? So it's, it's the world record for the furthest uh, golf drive, isn't it? It's done on the fucking moon. Yeah, and I, know, it's, I didn't and it's know like, that. And there's a shot, the picture of him like that, and there's two out, another astronaut in the scene of bloody buggy there. I thought, I mean, how did they get the buggy up there? And he took. He was obviously doing the swing with one arm, and somebody else took the yeah. picture.
1: I get super excited about about the moon landing. You'd you'd think if you'd think that they would say, well, oh, it's so obvious that that immediately disproves the whole thing. You'd think that they would had thought of something like that but then i don't know it depends how deep you go i think that when you end up getting super deep down the rabbit hole it's almost like they deliberately do stuff that's really obvious to kind of toy with people it's almost like we're gonna make it so obvious this is fake but anyway i like i said i'm still i i i want to i want to not be a skeptic of the moon landing? Because I think that's one of the ones where people think you're a bit like crazy, but I, I can't help but see that there's some incredibly strong <laughs> arguments in favor of it being your hoax. I
0: mean, th- the radiation is the argument that that uh, for me, as a yeah. chem- as just somebody with a chemistry degree, I'm not, I say I'm a chemist, I just got a degree. That's all. it doesn't really mean very much. Uh, but I understand enough about uh, radiation in space and radiation in general to know that it's highly, yeah. highly unlikely that anyone went there and survived. Yeah. Oh so yeah.
1: We, well, you're a chemist, so You know, you've, you've got more of a, uh, scientific, yeah. scientific background to actually yeah. kind of determine some of this stuff. I'm, I'm coming at uh, it just, so many, uh, from a there's so many problems pleb with class. all the science,
0: all the science yeah. is problematic yeah. with the moon landings. And what it was though, cause it is actually important. I know we've sort of diverted from COVID back, back 50, 60 years. We can do all the conspiracies. First. We'll get, we'll get around Come to it. <laughs> do more, mate. Do more. You'll have me on for three hours now. Uh, um, It was the first mass media psyop. That's what it was. It was the first global. It was the first time they used the TV in a mass, me- in a mass way to convince the public of something. And you go, why would they even want to cheat about the moon landings? Hey, who, who was the power at the time? It was a tussle between the communist East of Russia or the Soviet Union and, uh, USA. And they were in this rocket battle, weren't they? Space battle, uh, to get rockets up and get satellites up. And they made, they said they were going to go to the moon. Uh, JFK made that, that speech before he got assassinated uh and so when they realized that this was an impossible task that they committed they, they could soak up a load of tax resources or a load of money uh they could it's easier for them just to fake it convince the world and after that They've been to the moon. Now the USA just isn't the power. It's the superpower with the best rockets. It can land on the moon. And that actually changed the sort of geopolitical landscape since then. And, and America's dominance and, and and power and military power increased quite dramatically uh, uh, over uh, the course of the next couple of decades, including the collapse of the Soviet Union. So it's important.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, had it to is important. The Russians. Yeah. You know, but, but, then, the but then surely surely the Russians know, you know? Surely the Russians, know, you know? Know. Surely the Russians and the, the Chinese, you think they just know? They're like, oh, we'll, like, we'll let you have your, yeah. They must know. I don't know. It's, 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 a, very, it's a strange one.
0: The Russians couldn't do it. The Russians beat the Americans in every achievement in space from first rocket, satellite, man, yeah. woman, dog, whatever. And yet they, uh, the Russians were never able to put a man on the moon. And why? If you look
1: into it, radiation was a problem Mm -hmm.
0: because you can't can't take the shielding up it's too heavy
1: yeah i think there was i think there was a guy on um it was definitely on tnt recently i think he's called bart uh bart Cybrel. Cybrel.
0: he got punched in the face by um
1: yes that's the guy guy, yeah He, he did an interview on tnt with i don't know if it was it yourself or no, there was know. someone I definitely listened to it on TNT somewhere, and that really kind of uh, piqued my interest. Oh no, maybe it, was, it might have been Delingpole, might have been Delingpole. But anyway, definitely check out. Oh, if I, I remember, it, I'll right? put it in the, I'll put it in the in the the notes. Um, okay, so speaking of the uh, um, space, <laughs> I want to talk to you about this whole this whole UFO thing. This is a conspiracy that I haven't touched on yet, but this whole like okay. you know uh, fake alien invasion stuff. What the hell is going on there? Good blue beam.
0: Well, uh I mean, what's happened recently in the USA with the, the balloons is that there was apparently a Chinese spy balloon. Apparently, it's been shot down. They allowed it to carry on across the USA. Uh, it sort of disappeared as a story. So that was kind of about three or four, or four weeks ago. And then um, the following week was getting all these reports saying, oh, look, the... Oh, can, there's been another unidentified a few F O shot down over Canada. In fact, there were two shot down over Canada. And then there was one over another one over the USA. Uh, then there was one in China. So everybody started screaming, "Oh, uh, they're they're prepping us for Project Bluebeam." I don't know how much you know about Project Bluebeam as a as a conspiracy. I have. I,
1: I've kind of seen bits about it, but maybe maybe you should give a, a description. Okay. Uh so
0: anyway, these 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 balloons ruining the ruining the whole what's coming next part of the, of of what I'm about to say. They were just balloons. I think one of them was like a hobbyist balloon and one was a weather balloon and um but they made such a big deal out of it in the mainstream media. Uh you know, the BBC for about uh, three days had a live ticker trait like constant minute by minute reporting going down, uh, of what was the USA was saying, what China was saying, what the oh, military wow. was saying about all these UFOs and that. Uh, and it turned out that they were all nothing and that, you know, the Americans took, sent up a couple of F-22s, fired a couple of million dollar rockets at a balloon that was like some hobbyist in, in, in a, a neighboring state. Um, but obviously everybody was screaming about Project Bluebeam, which doesn't matter now because they were just balloons. But Project Bluebeam is a conspiracy that the USA or the global elite or whoever are as part of uh, their final their final plan would be after a series of threats. So uh, we've had like the Soviet threat, the terrorist threat. Uh, or the rogue nation threat, the terrorist threat. Uh, we've now had like the COVID threat, but the final card would be the alien threat and that they would stage or convince the public that there was an imminent alien invasion or that the earth is threatened by an outside force, that maybe holographic technology or AR technology might be used to convince people there were UFOs I- I- in the sky. Um, and uh, that would be how they would um, finally order, uh, bring in a new world order. And I've condensed this, sco- this story right down. But there is some precedent of this because there was a, 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 apparently a plan, I believe it was against Cuba, I think there was another one documented for Iraq in which they were going to use holograms to convince the sitting populations that there was some sort of religious event going on in the sky in order to cause chaos and upset and and dysfunction within those societies prior to an invasion or an attack. Uh, I think there was one one that was planning in Cuba, which dates back to the 60s. So if they were talking about projecting something in the sky then, it makes you wonder what sort of technology did did we have? And what sort of technology do we have now that we don't know about that might be able to convince people there are objects in the sky when there are not? And if you've seen some of the holographic technology now, it's, um, it's not beyond the, the realms of our imagination that they might try to do something. In fact, 9-11, I bl- don't believe personally, and it's taken me 20-odd years to get to this point, that there were any planes there. I don't believe there's any planes in the trade, World Trade Centers.
1: Oh. Yeah. I think they uh, were added but, in but, digitally but afterwards wasn't it, but wasn't there like actual people on the ground who saw the planes no one initial reports no one saw planes really
0: you, I, I can I can I think there's a, a video on my BitChute channel yeah and it's not a big, big BitChute channel but you can go and find it I can't, can't post it anywhere else you can post it on YouTube I posted on <laughs> YouTube a video saying there was no planes at 9-11 and uh, my YouTube's got a permanent strike on that for promoting violence and one of the things that are listed on youtube you can't say you can't say there are no planes that's as bad as saying vaccines are dangerous
1: Mm. interesting yeah i don't know i mean i've I, i think i have heard uh before like there's this this thing called the hologram theory or something but i don't know i mean i think i think they were added in digitally and then and then the footage was put out yeah, and I mean, there is evidence to
0: suggest that this is the case. There is there are videos there that where there doesn't appear to be a plane. Now they could just have the planes taken out, maybe. But if you see those buildings explode without a plane hitting them, you'd be like, you're like that. That's just an explosion, and that's exactly
1: how it looks. So, so, but wait, there must be like amateur phone footage somewhere. I mean, I, I guess did people have mobile phones with probably didn't no, have no, mobile no, phones no, with, uh, no, no. with two thousand one technology then yeah just
0: come out anyway
1: that's a, a rabbit hole i haven't been down so uh um yeah i guess uh that's on the long list of things to, to actually look into but there's too much darren there's too much things to actually there's so many conspiracies in this world and i guess for me i kind of i tried to because there's only so many i can spend my time on i look at the ones i'm like this one seems to have a like initially it's it I guess it resonates with me initially that there's something not up, like, you know, the, with the moon landing stuff, I'm like, mm, just something kind of doesn't feel right. So I'm willing to kind of, kind of look into it more. But by the way, just um, before, we the, you... b- before we did the, before we did the, before we started recording everything, I was looking back on the WhatsApp and you said that there was something, something big in the making. Oh. Is it the, is it the project Bluebeam thing or is there something else? Cause I, I kind of want to I... just go, go down what, what so, you think. Yeah. That is. so,
0: so, so... The, the, these So, oh, they were just balloons and Project Bluebeam. But actually, what I think happened with this balloon story and why the media really jumped over, all over it, they were calling them UFOs, and actually the proper term for what we used to call UFOs is now UAPs, and they were using UFOs. So I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be, oh, aliens... And if, if aliens did come into our... If there was a UFO flying around, a flying saucer, uh, I'm pretty sure sending up a load of F-22s and blowing it out of the sky isn't the best move for first contact. <laughs> so straight straight yeah, away, that, that you know what I mean? Uh, the USA go, yeah, we've got some UFOs. We've just blown them out of the sky. If you like that. Man. It can't be UFOs, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that not, not, be a exactly,
1: not exactly how you how you do peacemaking if you have an alien civilization. Uh, it's just it, arrived. Probably not. Not the best experts. idea to just blow them up but do you believe that there is you know like aliens or, or ufos or something generally speaking yeah
0: if you ask me why we didn't go to the moon one of the reasons might be that we was all why the footage was fake one of the reasons i would give you is because there's already somebody there
1: oh okay personal opinion. oh that's interesting yeah
0: and like yeah. neil a you know neil armstrong if you go a like lion back you got alien Interesting. There's supposed to be recordings of him on the moon saying, oh, we can see them in the crater. It's massive, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, whether they're fake, I don't know. And I believe that uh, aliens are here. I believe they've always been here. Uh, I believe right. uh, the pyramids and all that sort of stuff. That's my thing. UFOs, aliens is my private obsession. Uh, I believe that there's something right. on, going on in our history uh, that we are not being told about. I think UFOs are absolutely integral to who we are as a species being on this particular planet. Uh, you might, I might even say that we are not natural to this planet. We don't behave yep. like the other animals in terms of you know, we're not, we're not very symbiotic, symbiotic with our, we don't have a very mm. uh, symbiotic relationship with our environment, yeah. do we? We, we? We're destroying it. Uh, and that, that I, I find a mm. little bit confusing. Uh, you know, why do we wear clothes? Yeah. It's climate change. We don't need clothes anymore. Yeah. Why do we wear clothes? Yeah.
1: I'll all day on that. These are, you know, <laughs> I, I I do, I do agree with you about that. I do agree with you about that. You know, that it does seem that we kind of, the idea that you can kind of like evolve beyond your environment to a degree and then you become in conflict with it does seem a little strange to me. Like we don't really see that in the animal kingdom whatsoever, I guess. I, I, you know, I I know that some people might argue and say, ah, well there's, you know, certain termites or something that will go into a forest and they will like destroy all the trees and, you know, things like that. But there's very few examples. And even that, even that I think is a kind of, you know, a temporary, a temporary blip in a very specific area but it does seem something about human nature we are completely different and i guess you know yeah i think that's like self-evident i think anyone who thinks oh we're just another we're just another animal like i don't believe that you know we are very unique and very distinct so with the pyramid stuff you believe in like the ancient aliens theory and stuff i think the history channel they they did they did a series didn't they which i remember watching back in the day and it was great and it's still going mate is it but everything's aliens
0: oh it's the aliens oh this is evidence of aliens and it's like nah mate it's just a pot you know or it's just a brick and they go a bit far but I mean I'm into the uh, ancient astronaut ancient alien theory however they may not have been aliens Uh, alien just means not us so when I say not aliens I mean extraterrestrials there may have been many civilizations here on this planet prior to humanity Uh, we think in small terms in terms, we go, oh, 2000 years, you know, that's a really long time recorded history. And actually, uh, you know, it was 12,000 years back to the ice age. Uh, we can date the Sphinx back to about then. We know there was a catastrophe back then. A lot of history lost or hidden from us. Uh, and it might well be, you know, an ice age will wipe everything. Or a melting ice age, which happened 12,000 years ago during the Younger Dryas, uh, and there was catastrophic flooding. So, uh, biblical flooding is seems like a real event that's happened and has been recorded globally uh, by all different tribes and cult- cultures and, uh, and uh, uh, peoples uh, in their religious like texts and belief systems. There's this ancient flood myth there that, res- that resonates around the world, um, and that would have wiped out any evidence. Of maybe a prior human civilization that was advanced. We've got some pyramids and sphinxes and and, and other megalithic structures that are still standing, but everything else, their tools, uh, any documentation or anything that they used to record their everything else, you know, their their homes and their towns and their, it's all been wiped away. Uh, and that might have happened many, many times uh, on our planet, uh, and we are a species right now with amnesia. And the UFOs, may be... From a distant past of ours, and they may still be here watching us. Yeah. So um, yeah. But, so they could be alien in that respect. You know, human, but not us. Mm-hmm. Not the humans
1: that so, we. So. You mentioned the the uh, you know the biblical floods and stuff like that. I know that you did a conversation with with Rick Munn, which was quite quite popular on. A podcast of yours where you kind of like went into a lot of like biblical aspects and revelation and stuff like that. And I did a follow-up as well. Like say a follow-up, I did an episode as well with with um with Rickman of a like a similar nature. I don't know if you if you caught that one. But I'm interested to I, know whether like you are a religious person and whether you see that there's, you know, like any religious elements of this kind of being true and yeah, just where you are and all that stuff.
0: Um I'm not a practicing religious person i'm not i've been christened that's about as religious as i get i've always considered myself a pretty staunch strident atheist i studied science mm-hmm. um uh, the book the the covid pandemic of the last three years has definitely uh, altered my stance on that uh, and i've definitely got a lot more questions now particularly pertaining to what's written in say the book of revelations um uh, i'm I, I if someone says are you religious like, no well i am because but my god is like an alien yeah whereas someone has a god who's in a cloud or someone has a god with lots of different arms and sheba and all these all these other different gods that people believe in mine's an alien that came down and intervened and that's why our species is here that's what i think has happened yeah so but that's still religion isn't it people have, some people go oh, it's the matrix we're in a simulation um Oh, and there's a designer who created the matrix outside who's outside mm-hmm. of it that's a religious belief as well and so yeah um the god the god stuff everyone just substitutes something else so even people who are strident atheists what do you believe in oh, i believe in this oh you sort of substituted uh you know the christian god yahweh or whatever for in my case you know a little green man
1: yeah. I think that's, that's accurate. Um, yeah. I so think that I, in that
0: way, I'm quite religious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything ultimately kind of becomes religion at a certain point. I mean, even atheism just, it, I don't understand the difference between atheism and agnosticism, because if you ask an atheist, they'll say, Oh yeah, I don't believe in a, in a god." And you say, well, you know, what, like how did everything come into being? Like, how did existence begin, et cetera? And I'll say, oh well, you know, I don't know. But then, isn't that the isn't that the agnostic um, answer as well? Like I don't know. Like atheism almost seems like I'm I'm more like I'm certain there is not a beginning of everything. But it's like, well, there is a beginning of it. Like, I mean, you know, I guess everything could be infinite, and that that's that's true. But then, even where like we can only reference the world from the concept that there is something has to come into being somehow. We can't really contemplate the nature of infinity, you know that that doesn't really kind of compute in the human mind so the way that you i think naturally respond or deal with that question is that you say okay well i'm going to apply some kind of religious thinking to it um and you know you could say oh well even if you think god created the world who created god etc true but then we all end up at the same point which is absolute un like inability to comprehend the nature of our own existence the chicken and the egg, it's the chicken and the egg question, isn't it, which came first. And uh,
0: there isn't an answer to that. You can go all the way back to, you know, and I have studied, you know, and I, and I have actually taught uh, on the beginning of the universe and the Big Bang. But, you know, we only say that that's the beginning because that's when time started. But there was, and there is no before before that. But there was something there before that, if that makes any sense. Otherwise, there wouldn't be something for time to have sprung out. So, uh, we're like you said, we're we're limited into how what we can search for in the beginning. And I use I, I use the you know the alien example because I often question regularly more than ever now. Who am I? What am I doing here? What the fuck is this world that we're living in? What's this insanity? It's so crazy when I just take a step back and I think about what humanity is doing, just milling around on this planet, buying stussy jumpers for no reason and, and and consuming crap with an actually no real purpose for us on the planet. Then, you know, I, I question where, you know, my origins and the origins of everything on here and everything in the universe, because it's actually mind boggling. Yeah, because it all came out of nothing, apparently.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, something, yeah, yeah, but that something
0: was nothing. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It, it, pondering these these questions, just I don't know, it, it'll never cease to kind of blow my mind. I I just think they they are like the most crucial questions, and you know, this is I, this is the, I guess the problem I have with atheism is it seems to kind of almost dis- be a little dismissive of this. You know, I, I guess I'm probably not speaking for for like every atheist here, but it's almost just like, well. You know, we don't know. So that you know, there is no proof of a god, and it's like, well, yeah, but there is. There is proof. There is something that exists, which is incomprehensible to us. You, you, some people might call that God. You, you might call that a different word, but the existence of that thing, which can't really be named because it under sits the the whole of existence, like that thing is of amazing, like wonder to us. You know, like mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. so. Whichever way you you end up at it, I just think of these these questions are. Yeah, they're they're crazy. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's something more
0: to the universe than our f- the physical world that we experience. Yeah, totally, You can yeah. talk about consciousness and feelings. Um, you know, psychic ability. You can talk about all these sort of things that we can't touch or measure or anything. Um, so I used to dismiss all of that. God, dismiss it all because it couldn't be measured, couldn't be, couldn't be uh, uh, recorded, attested, experimented on, or anything like that. So it couldn't possibly be real. But I, I think we are missing a whole ream of science, maybe that's just just out of sight to us for whatever reason. But the people in the past may well have understood this. Uh, that may be way where their knowledge was, where their skills was. Uh, they might not have had the petrol-driven cars and and the iPhones and all the rest of it. Uh, they may have had something completely different, a completely different direction in which their culture went in in terms of their thinking and belief systems. Uh, and it may have been a better way. Uh, and I, I really think that, you know, just going back to... Uh, the whole alien thing and the pyramid thing—those objects that have been left behind are message, messages to us. They may even be a warning to us that something is coming. And uh, yeah,
1: here we are in 2023, Johnny. So, when you, when you said like you think something big is in the making, does it involve the, your kind of views on the the whole kind of ancient civilizations, ancient aliens type thing as well, or is that kind of like a separate? a separate aspect. That, that's,
0: that, 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 that's something separate. The, 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 balloon story was just the clock, uh, the clock ticking towards uh, war with China. Yeah. Right, now, I okay. think that's, I think in the, in the intermediate term, you know, that, that's what that was. It was sowing the seeds in the consciousness of the American public that the Chinese were sending balloons across to spy on them. Don't worry about the satellites that are permanently stationed above America. Yeah. It's, I, I, and if you go back to nine eleven, after nine eleven, there was um, uh, the anthrax scare. So there was like all these mm-hmm. parcels yep. being delivered to to officials' houses. Yeah, that was a fake. That was all fake. But what it mm. did was threaten people. Were like, oh my god, I could just get up one morning and have a load of anthrax put through my post. You know, that was that was the message that was being sent. Oh, and it's Iraq. Yeah, and it was one of the stepping stones that started the clock ticking towards war of Iraq after 9/11 happened, and I think that's the case with these that Chinese uh, balloon stories. But it didn't work very well because they got Joe Biden in charge.
1: <laughs> do you, so, do you think that the you know the powers that be, shall we say, do you think that they are trying to push for a war with China? 100.
0: I think I think yeah. I
1: said that right at the beginning of COVID. This
0: all leads with war of China. And it has to happen. That has to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think we're witnessing a power transfer from the west to the east. So that's that's what you know. Uh, part part of what's happening at the moment, and for that to be accepted by Western public, the USA is going to have to be beaten in battle, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I wonder how it's going to play out. You know, I I kind of hope that there will be a you know a mass awakening of consciousness where people you know a force to think about these things. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? I think that people were so quick with the whole, you know, with everything that happened with, with Russia. A lot of people were were just absolutist about, you know, their evil and, you know, they would have been okay with war even then. You know, I don't think they had enough support, but I think they had a, a lot, you know, even for war with Russia. I think that they, if they tried to, to have a full-scale, ground, you know, uh, ground war with Russia... I actually think they probably would have enough support but I, I don't know I don't know um if you think the same it's,
0: we- it's wavering because it's hitting p- the average member of the public in the pocket you know yeah, you're that's sending all true. this money over to Ukraine the Americans are about to start their election cycle and so that's not going to be uh that's not going to be a, 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 a vote winner I don't think people on the ground in the USA want a war with Russia. Uh and if they do, that's only because they have no idea of anything outside of uh their own country. You know, there's a sort of a, not any Americans listening, I'm not I'm not saying you, but you know, it's you know, quite Americans are very sort of quite insular just because of the nature of the of where they are. Um um I don't think I I I think they're going to lose interest in what's going on with Ukraine and they're going to divert their attention to China. And uh, it already seems to have started. American General recently come out and said, in two years, we'll be at war with China. But it won't just be China. It'll probably be China and Russia. Yeah. We have no chance of defeating them. No chance. Russia keeps coming and smiling at everything that NATO has chucked at it. It just keeps coming and smiling.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There is also a part of me that just thinks that these divisions between – countries you know between nation states i'm not sure how real they are because you know china china we're following china's path really like the west is kind of salivating at the idea that you know we bring in facial recognition everywhere and you know vaccine passes and stuff i I actually think that similar to how you know normally when when a a big emerging power kind of takes over it i guess there's always an aspect of kind of assimilation of certain things you know like um Whereas with you know with with what we're seeing with, with China, something's happening in reverse. Like as as China is is getting all of this power and becoming you know more of a, a world superpower, rather than just kind of saying oh you know we're going to be nothing like them, we're going to stick to our values. It's like America and a lot of the West seem to be seem to say okay, well China have done things really well in this. They're very good at suppressing their populations. They're very good at suppressing freedoms. Like maybe we can do a bit of that. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, is the peaceful is basically you know, the peaceful solution or the peaceful effort here to just say, okay, we'll, we'll just hand the reins to China. Um, You know, and I personally, I look at someone like Joe Biden and I wonder whether he is bought off by China or in some way, or, or, you know, I wonder how committed he actually is to uh, America. And, you know, I don't want to obviously get into this kind of idea of like, no, America, great, China, bad type thing. I'm, you know, I, I think that I'm kind of more I'm bad. pro like people, and I'm pro peace, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter. I think that governments that makes you sure a Putin
0: apologist, that makes you a Putin yeah, apologist, John. Pu-
1: whether it's Putin, whether it's Biden, whether it's um, you know Xi Jinping, like I just think those people are, are not our, our enemies, but uh, sorry, are certainly our enemies. Are certainly en- enemies of the, enemies of the people, um, you know. But I hope that we we are able to to find some peaceful solution. But but I I agree with you. I don't see many avenues for that taking place um short of America just saying hey we're going to just like sit aside and allow allow kind of Chinese style authoritarianism to be the the culture of the West as well it's uh it's kind of a bit of a, a mess honestly Darren it's a mess and it looks I
0: mean just so we've just talked about Ukraine just forget about China just for a sec yeah the Americans blew up the Nord Stream pipeline the Americans, or whoever's making those decisions, it's not the Americans. It's not even the American government. It's probably somebody, you know, in the CFR somewhere. You know, someone of these, one of these uh, uh, acronym agencies that uh, are doing it. Uh, they want war. Uh, I, I mean. Mm-hmm. You might have said before that event. You might have said, "What would happen if America blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, stopped Germany from getting gas, prevented them from negotiating with Putin? What do you think would happen?" Which, how do you think? I, I, I might have said, "Oh, I think the Russians might really, really get pissed off of that and hit the button." But, I mean, that that could have happened, couldn't it? And if there's one nation yeah. that I think isn't part of the cabal or isn't all working with everyone else, it's Russia. Which is why they're after them. China, on the other hand, is the yeah, model. So it doesn't like concern
1: you, you that Putin was a, you know, a, a young global leader at one point.
0: A lot of the, a know? lot of people were young global yeah. leaders, and yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't. It's not that I just go, oh, I'm going to dismiss that and don't pay no attention to it. Um, you know, it might be that Putin is part of it uh, and Russia, and all of this is just theatrics. Uh, I don't know. And I had a, I had a BBC journalist on my show uh, last week called Tony Gosling, a really, really interesting character. He's an investigative journalist. Uh, he says, Russia's not part of anything. That's the problem with Russia. But China, they're pulling the strings from behind the curtain. And yeah, there may be a war with China, but it's organized.
1: Uh, it's like a game of risk. Yep. So just kind of like moving on to a different topic, I just want to speak to you about like tnt and kind of everything that's going on there like your thoughts on what tnt is doing and and kind of your being a part of it you know i i have a lot of like positive things to say about tnt i think that you guys are doing really great stuff so yeah just your general thoughts on on tnt and everything that's happening over there
0: yeah i mean i've been with tnt for a year uh six months that i was just as a guest uh, on locked and loaded with rick mum uh, check out his show starts at eight a m every morning uh, and I feature on that as well as as I do the news headlines uh, and then I, I i um for the last six months i 've been working with them uh they 're growing they 're growing in popularity uh, I see that in some of the figures uh, we are expressly told to tell the truth uh and nothing but the truth what the tagline is you know tnt we mandate the truth uh, and in fact I get bollocked if i 'm uh, a bit flexible with the truth, or if I get a bit too conspiratorial, or if I talk about right. UFOs. Uh, um, so they are growing in popularity. Uh, we've got some great, great guests. We've got Patrick Henderson, uh, hosts. So we've got Patrick Henderson, uh, Rick Munn, uh, uh there's the, 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 UK, uh, hosts, uh, and they got a variety of other hosts. If you go to the TNT radio live website, uh, you can go and, and check out all the shows, uh, and you will see, you, you can check that out on, uh, the TNT radio live. Uh, website or you can go on Podbean, I think it's probably the best podcasting platform. You can go and check out their shows on there. And we will speak to just about anybody. Uh and we are getting uh um we've had well oh, we've had people like Mal Hotcher on, we've had Andrew Bridgen on. So these are sort of two of the to the big names at the moment, although whether I should mention them, because they're also considered controlled opposition. So there might be some of your listeners listening this going, Oh, they're not, they're not the good guys, Darren. Why are you using them? But I'm just saying we are actually now starting to pull people from normal, um, uh, uh uh sort of persuasions you know people who wouldn't normally be involved in what was considered a conspiracy radio show that's actually now gaining in prominence prominence as somewhere where you are actually getting the real news stories uh on a range of subjects from covid to the vaccines to the war in ukraine climate change economics etc uh we are starting to to make our name for ourselves and um you know spread the word uh, the more people that we get listening live, uh, the better for, for the station. So it's going from strength to strength at the moment. And I feel a shift. I think it's suddenly started to pick up, really started to pick up after the, the first sort of 12, 13 months. So it's still work in progress, mate.
1: Nice, nice. Well, that's awesome, yeah. It's, uh, it's great that you've kind of like... You know found your place over there at tnt and you know things are things are happening and you know I, I love the kind of content you're putting out so congrats and keep that up i know that on your show on tnt you normally uh want to kind of end on more, more positive notes and I, I do the same on my Should podcast as well positive. so so you know do you want to just kind of leave everyone with one final message before we sign off uh but yeah just before you do like thank you so much for coming on it's been really cool just you know, just uh, diving in and talking a few conspiracies with you and obviously getting to know you more as well, Darren.
0: It's been, it's been a bit random. It's been a bit random. I should have smoked before I uh, come on air.
1: <laughs> but you should what, sorry? I shouldn't have smoked before I come on air.
0: Uh, okay okay really? well anyway i mean
1: <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's been it's been great and uh yeah i just want to also i guess one more thing is apologize to my listeners for for my voice again uh it's been a bit all over the place and i am ill at the moment so i tried to get through this one um but yeah hopefully on the next one i i won't be uh I w- i'll be able to put in a bit of better performance and um and my my voice won't be all over the place but uh yeah cheers darren leave leave us uh one last note of positivity
0: Oh, uh, and I should have expected this question because I pretty much ask every single person who comes on one of my shows uh, the same question, uh, and I haven't really thought about it myself. Um, and so I'll go with this: the positive thinking. If you if you try, you, you shouldn't. You don't even need to try to think positively. I think it's much harder to think negatively all the time, but positive thinking does result in positive outcomes. And actually people can manifest what they want in the future. Hey, you could believe that we're in a matrix and this is a simulation and it's just a game. Elon Musk thinks that Bezos thinks that uh, uh, there's another very rich man. I think Bill Gates even thinks that maybe that's why they are so successful uh, and make the money that they do. If that's what you're after. But uh, if you want positive outcomes in your life, then Think about it, focus on it, be positive. And if we all did that, maybe, maybe, going back to the ancient philosophies, whatever they had, maybe they understood this as well, that collectively, if you think positively, uh, we can manifest together a positive outcome for some of the dilemmas that we face in our world today, whether it be COVID and the vaccines and digital IDs and and saving humanity and wars and all these horrible, horrible things that none of of the average person wants. Uh, And we get trapped thinking negatively because that's the way that they want us. They want us thinking negatively. It allows them to get away with the crap that they're doing because we're too busy fighting over all this negative shit. Hey, if we collectively think positively, I suspect that uh, there'll be sunnier days ahead of us. Uh, And more and more people are waking up every single day without a doubt. Uh, And those awakened people are collectively Thinking positively about how we can have a better world in the future. So uh, that's my positive message, Uh, Johnny.
1: Perfect. Cheers, Darren.